Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And oh, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of The Only Podcast. I am your co-host, Austin Smith, joined as always by your other co-host, John Kirby. You can find us on Twitter at ACSmith06 and at John underscore Kirby. And as always, follow the mothership at The Only Colors. Today is Monday, March 16th, and I am not sure what to do. This sucks. This is supposed to be the coolest podcast of the year. This is literally our favorite one every single year. And it. It goes without saying that uh, this is not a normal year uh, in case you've been – unless you're a member, a cast member of the show Big Brother, there's literally no reason why you wouldn't know what's going on in the Wait, world right now. Austin, I like I like the idea of us breaking the news to somebody <laughs> via the podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, maybe – I like, first of all, uh, seek help. If you if, if you're learning this from us, you have so many more problems than we can possibly help to distract you from. Um, but, yeah, so we are coming to you uh, from self-quarantine. John and I both uh, have decided to not leave the home for, I don't know, the foreseeable future. Uh, and, yeah, the coronavirus has run amok on the world. Um, obviously, a very serious subject. And we don't want to get into too much of, of that as we'll leave that to the professionals. But uh, how it affects us directly, this, the sports world is completely on hold. Um, Michigan State and, you know, their their tournament runs be- ended before they began. Um, the Big Ten and NCAA, among every other sporting body in the world, pretty much canceled uh, or delayed, postponed, what have you, uh, their seasons, tournaments, et cetera. So. Typically, this podcast is, is is us coming to you and talking about what seed Michigan State got and what the matchups could look like, our favorite sleepers and all that stuff. And instead, uh, we're I don't know, we're just going to talk about some other stuff, I guess. But we do. We are a solution oriented podcast, Austin. It's true. It's we true. We have a solution. We have at least a thing that we think you guys will want to do as you also self-quarantine. We're ready to roll it out every Monday night. That is correct. Um, we are going to be doing live stream rewatches of old, great Michigan State games, both football and basketball. Um, you vote on. You tell us which ones to watch. Yes, we are going to be running a Twitter poll uh, probably a couple of days before we do it, probably on a Friday before uh, the, the, the following Monday. We'll, we'll try to do that from the, from the Only Colors account. Um, we're going to stream them hopefully on Mixer, so we'll give you guys more details as we learn them. But Figured it's a cool way to keep some Michigan State sports in our lives and relive uh, all the good moments and basically live the uh, University of Michigan offseason where we simply never lose. Um, so it's it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Uh, so we're debating what to do with the first game. Um, we'll throw a poll out there later this week after this has been posted, and we'll figure out something fun. So well, make sure to you know, join us and, and yeah. all that good stuff. You know where it starts is with whatever games are on YouTube. And yes, a friend, uh, Diamonds Esquire, uh, came through clutch for uh, Spartan Nation and put every single MSU full game into a playlist. So that's awesome. At least something to do for you while you're quarantined. It's all in one place. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I, it's funny because, John, you and I had talked about this for, I don't know, in the last several days, which feels like, I don't know, a couple of years uh, in in my mind. Um, but we were talking about how we should do something like this. And we've actually batted this idea around for a long time with live games. Obviously, recorded games makes it 
uh, a little easier legally. Uh, so we're going to try this out and, you know, we hope you guys join us for some, some enjoyable old highlights and, uh, yeah, you guys get to pick. So you, you really get to choose how dumb we get to sound. So pick old games, pick new games. We don't care. It'll be fun. Um, so you said the sports world stopped. Not completely, um, because there are some Spartans out there, um, ca- cash and checks. Um, Jack Conklin just signed a three-year, $42 million deal with uh, the Browns, I believe, correct? Yeah. Uh, pay no attention to the team he signed with. But, yes, Jack signed a fat deal. And, actually, it's a phenomenal deal for both sides. Um, Cleveland, as everybody knows – had just a terrible offensive line last year and it made them I think inarguably the biggest disappointment in the NFL and Conklin is probably the best offensive lineman on the market um gets to go to his you know just south of his home state of Michigan so it gets closer to home um it is Cleveland but still uh and you know kind of is is going to be a bit of a folk hero there pretty soon I just hope he doesn't get rid of his um you know the thing that he would do with the Nashville Predators where he would just chug beer and oh, like yeah. just take wear the jersey, take the jersey off and chug beer. I don't that know what minor league hockey game he's going to have to go to, but I support his cause. Beer chugging travels, I can tell you that from experience. <laughs> um, another guy with a major bag, uh, Kirk Cousins, pulls in two more years for 66 mil. Austin, this is elite level finessing. This is he is no joke going to have a very real chance to earn the most money a quarterback has ever earned in the NFL. Like it's it's no joke. Like he has absolutely nailed the financial financial part of being in the NFL. Like it does not get better. It literally does not get better to get franchise tagged twice as a quarterback. He's making a top five average there. And then you get a three-year completely guaranteed deal. This is completely unheard of. And now he turns around and is like, oh, yeah, I'll just take a casual, a casual 66 mil. Probably I haven't seen the guarantees on it. i got to think a minimum of 40 of that is guaranteed, like a bare minimum, probably more than that. It's just stupid. Like, okay, we've watched Kirk Cousins. We mm-hmm. know Kirk Cousins. We apologize for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> How in the world is this this happening? It's pretty I remember great. thinking Cousins was bad. I actively remember thinking he was bad at Michigan State. He obviously wasn't, but it's crazy to me that this is happening. So we got to talk about, like, yeah, I mean, he's just been the, the perfectly timed and perfectly uh, positioned guy. Because he's not bad, but he's certainly not good. But no. But good enough to in the time where the the contracts are in place to be so astronomical he can make those moves and and demand that kind of money it's pretty awesome and we need to talk about you know if he continues this rate he's going to be on the rush more of finessing i mean absolutely like no i'm trying to find how much money he's made in his career because i think it's just probably astronomical oh here we go career earnings I just want to see if this is updated for today. Probably not. He has paid uh, so far. <laughs> if you had to guess how much money he has made to date, what do you think it is? Non-sponsored? Yeah, just straight from the NFL. Oh, boy. Just, just contract. I have no idea. Just tell me. <laughs> $100.64 million. <laughs> A hundred and sixty-four. <laughs> no, a hundred, one hundred point six four million dollars. I know it's the dumbest possible way I could have explained that, but it's a hundred million dollars, basically. How much do you think if he plays out this three-year contract, he is going to make <laughs> in the NFL? Dude, I don't. He's going to make over two hundred million. He's going to make a quarter billion dollars being a dumb, <laughs> bad quarterback. He's going to make. In salary alone, $161 million. <laughs> Total cash, he's going to make $196 million. And he's going to be uh, 34. That just makes me personally very sad. But it also is remarkable. I mean, he is, making, 
he is getting a thirty million dollar signing bonus on this contract. <laughs> he, I think this is the ultimate fu though. He's getting a five hundred thousand dollar workout bonus. He, what? He, he might just not go. He so might just be like, you know what? I'm good. So here's a question: Kirk Cousins, well known, um, all around great guy, uh, super Christian. You got to ask yourself, Kirk, is this wrong? Is what you're doing wrong? <laughs> do you know that this is wrong? And how do you feel? I about think that's it? the question. Do you know that it's wrong? That's what I mean. Like you're doing the you're doing a bad thing. Like it's inexcusable. <laughs> so do you like? How do you feel about doing a bad thing? I don't care that you're doing it. Just as a Christian, like, do you feel good about yourself? <laughs> and that's. But I think the point is that you're doing it. Like it's happening no matter what. But I think you know your question earlier was where, or the question you were going to ask is where does he, where is he on the all-time sports finessers? We, we know if we keep it, we keep it to the four American sports. Yep. The go the all-timer though we know is Bobby Bonilla. There's just no question. It's in no matter what Kirk does in his career, unless he could like pull off a bigger contract than his one before for a hundred. Like that's, I don't even know how you get on Bobby Benia's level who will be paid out until 2035. I believe something like that for like $11 million a year or something. It's just, Oh God, I love it so much. Yeah. Bobby Benia is definitely the goat. Um, I would say you brought this one up to me earlier with Chandler Parsons. Oh God. There. He's, oh, he's yeah. worked his way into some bad to some extremely lucrative deals for himself where he's lived up to, I don't know, none negative amounts this of the contract was, he signed. Yeah, this dude signed a four-year, I think is a $94 million contract. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he is a second-round pick. Uh, it's so funny. He's technically the highest played, paid player on the Hawks roster this season, but appeared in four games. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and he's, uh, here's a fun fact. He's on the Hawks. Wouldn't have known that. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, Can my you God. That's like being Trey Young, and you're like, I'm sorry, what? That guy doesn't even play. Um, what? So he's up there. Who Excuse else Um. I think Andrew Wiggins is is right up there because the one he just signed was like four years, 122 or something stupid like that. Um, there's also basically this whole wave when the NBA cap went up that one year mm-hmm. uh, where these guys like Kent Bazemore signed a fat contract. But I think the one that's going to hit really close to home, it's going to hurt a lot of people is uh, Miguel Cabrera. Like, Ooh. I think this is worth caveating, though. Because it's not that he doesn't deserve the money, but like if you're looking at what you've given since you've signed that huge deal, it's nothing. Like he was, he's going to be one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. He already is. It's him and Pujols and I don't know, like Lou Whitaker. Also no, a bad contract, Pujols. The, yeah, Pujols is looking real bad right now. Um yeah, so there's, but Miggy's Miggy's is sitting there. Uh, maybe a better way to put Miggy's is uh, it's a albatross, one of my favorite sports terms. Just a real albatross of a contract. You can't move it. <laughs> it's impossible. It's is he good for two hundred and forty-eight mil? <laughs> I mean, come on. What about wait? What? <laughs> hold on. John Wall is also uh, deserves some mention here because he signed a contract. Um, that I think a year ago, yeah, <laughs> he signed a four-year, one hundred and seventy-one million dollar contract. He he signed that promptly, got hurt, and like has not played a game. And his base salary goes from thirty-eight million to forty-one million to forty-four million to forty-seven million across the lifespan of this contract. My king. That dude. My absolute king. I stand a king. He is <laughs> it's it's really 
pretty fantastic. Like the thing is too, like I have nothing against these guys. Like, Oh my God, John Wall's made a hundred. Here's a good one. John Wall has made $146 million so far in his career today. At the end of his contract, he will have made $279 million. Well over a quarter of a million. Has he even played in 279 games? I, who's to say, really? My lord. Well, My congrats goodness. to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, then on that, I say all that to say this. Congratulations to Kirk Cousins on securing yet another uh, lucrative bag. All right, real question. Kirk Cousins, going to have just monopoly money. You know, Scrooge McDuck, pool's worth mm-hmm. of money after he's finished, right? Got to think he runs for mm-hmm. office, right? Oh, listen, if Jesse the Body Ventura can be governor of Minnesota, Kirk Cousins can be governor of Minnesota. See, I don't think they'll have him after he puts up another. You don't think think that would be where he would. You think he'd come back to Michigan? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. You have the entire west side of the state. He would say, I am running like that. He'd finish that third word in the sentence and they'd already have voted for him. Yeah, he's good. He doesn't even need the money to like campaign it's just that he has it you know no but he would he would just bl- mike bloomberg the west side of michigan <laughs> and get every single vote <laughs> i uh, love i think it's a good idea yeah so um let, let's do some sad stuff okay let's talk about the fact that the men's basketball tournament the ncaa tournament is is canceled it's really sad um I look around and I think, you know, part of me thinks like I'm, I'm kind of trying to assess this from a bunch of different fan bases points of view. Like it sucks for everybody, mm-hmm. but I think there are a couple programs that it really sucks for. Like, and I kind of don't really necessarily put Michigan state on that list. Like, no, we're not on that list. I don't think we are at all. Like when you do, I think, and John, I think you would agree with me. I think Michigan State could have made a deep run. I think it was very on the table for them to win the whole thing. But no question. But, you know, realistically, it would have taken something very special. And they were still developing things. Like, I, I think if you look at this year as opposed to, you know, two years ago when MSU went in as a four seed but had Jaron and Miles, or a three mm-hmm. seed, I guess it was, with Jaron and Miles, I felt more confident about that team than I did about this team's long-term ability in, in the tournament. But um, I, I say that, but then I think about some of these other programs that like they got absolutely robbed. And I've got a couple off the top of my head that I think it hurts the most, but who do you think it hurts the most? For me, I, I think Dayton. Yeah, that was my number one. They, they are legitimately a, this is the greatest team they've ever had and ever will have. Oh, well, I mean, player they've ever had and will have too. Yeah, I mean, the, and you can't. There's no like, they wouldn't have cared if they even lost in the tournament, but just to never know would be damning. Um, that's tough. I think they got to be up there with the most hurt by this. Got to like San Diego State too, probably their best team. I mean, I think them, San Diego State. I even think despite the the amount of times they've made deep runs, and, well, they really haven't, but the caliber of their program, I think this hurts Gonzaga because I think Gonzaga had a legi- very legitimate chance. Um, I, the one that jumps out at me, and this won't surprise anybody who consistently listens to this, was Illinois. Like, hmm. it, and it's not again, not that they were going to make some deep run, but this was Brad Underwood's chance to be like, I got this school back. Like we're we're in the tournament. We we're there. We're doing this thing, and instead, you know, uh, he can still sell a lot of that, but you don't get that. And like that sucks for Io Desunmu. That sucks for Kofi Coburn. Like, Mm -hmm. just not gonna go. Like, I mean, could they both come back? Sure, but I mean, I think the odds are that they they won't. What about Rutgers? I mean, Rutgers was about to get into the tournament. Penn State, like, yeah, the Big Ten has a lot. It's just brutal. I mean, I think it's 
So I, I just feel so much for those kids. And, and I think that's the hardest part of this whole thing. Like ultimately when you zoom out and you look at it from a national perspective, it is 1000% the correct thing to do for our nation's safety and the health of the people in our country. Like it's 100% the right thing to do, but man, when you can, when you're willing to put on those sports goggles and just kind of look at it, I, I just feel so bad for them. And, and I do wonder, John, and I don't know if you've thought about this, but like, do you think the NCAA should consider giving years of eligibility to kids that, you know, were affected by this? It's tough because they got to play their whole season, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so everyone got to, this is going to be a case by, they're going to have to make a uniform decision and I'm going to bet that they say no, you know, the spring is different where there was very few or zero games played. Um, but most of these seniors, they did play a full season, the regular season anyway. So, you know, I, I would be I would be shocked if they allowed every seniors back. And also, there's a trickle down on uh, scholarships. You know, like let's say basketball, for example, you have 13 guys on scholarship as a rule. Well, there are freshmen coming in next year. Do you have to change that rule? And like, to what extent up to, in some cases, 18 on a team? Because you had five seniors that, you know what I mean? Like it, it gets really wonky. And um, I think as crappy as it sounds, you just got to say, sorry, this just nobody wins here, but you got to go. Yeah, just, I and I think it sucks. Like there's there's I, 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 because I think you're right from like an almost like an administrative perspective it becomes a very difficult like that that's a borderline impossible thing to ask. But um you know, it's just brutal. It just sucks for some of these kids that are seniors that don't, you know, might not like I I mean Cassius Winston. Like mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking. Like there will be, and I don't even think I personally haven't even thought of like the all term long term ramifications or like what it does, but like he is one of the best players in our program's history, and he just didn't get to play in the tournament his senior year. Like, yeah, I, I, honestly, we're kind of he's kind of lucky that he even got to play the Big Ten championship. Like, it was looking at how quick. Think about this. Mm-hmm. One week ago today. One week ago, you and I were sitting in that in your office conference room recording this podcast, talking about all the March stuff. And like COVID like was on the radar, obviously a major thing internationally. But think about what just happened in the last week. Yeah, it's insane. It is unprecedented. And I pray to God it never, ever happens again. It's just crazy that it swooped in and in all of realistically like 48 hours it turned the entire world on its head and it turned this you know it forever altered the lives of like a lot of a lot of these kids yeah it's 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 brutal and like (laughs) it's unprecedented and like you said i hope it never happens again i mean all we can do now is like we're about to do and take a look back at the season and you know watch old games and hope that eventually there are new games to be had this coming fall uh, maybe even summer for some professional leagues who knows yeah uh, but well that's it here's a to to make it kind of funny what programs do you think benefited the most from this not happening um maybe program or you mean coaches <laughs> Either or. Uh, there are a lot of coaches probably on hot seats that like to, that maybe we're going into their conference tournament needing to do something and we're bailed out <laughs> by the uh, unknown. I don't, I don't know. I mean, how about North Carolina, for example, a team that a program that was going to miss the tournament was going to finish under 500, still finished under 500. It still like, happened. I mean, they're still, but they didn't lose their North. They didn't lose a NCAA tournament streak. Yeah, they did though. Like, <laughs> they didn't. Technically, they did not. I'm just I, saying, like, that's pretty dope for them. Purdue probably right. wasn't going to make the tournament. You know, it, it, it's not the worst thing in the world for some of these, some of these, uh, 
like a lower, like I think of Florida, like Florida, one of the most biggest disappointments. Hey, it wasn't a tournament. What do you want me to do? Uh, I don't know. I'm just Purdue trying to. Make... Yeah, Purdue for sure. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's just weird times, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll just kind of move on from there and talk through some some funny stuff. But uh, John, let's take a quick commercial break. What do you think the chances are we get this one right? Not good. Let's try it. Okay. All right. See you later. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. We're back. Uh, no. Yeah, no, no, no clue if that worked. Well, but if what, it did, great. Uh, I want to run <laughs> through some quick numbers here before we uh, jump to a, a new addition to the pod. If that's okay. Yes, please. All right. So I want to celebrate the the some of the seniors we mentioned and maybe even Xavier Tillman um, because they had some pretty incredible regular seasons. Um, as you may know, uh, Xavier Tillman uh, finished number one all time in blocks at Michigan State with 153, um, putting him not just best in Michigan State all time, but with uh, up to 36th all time in Big Ten history, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, then you have uh, obviously Michigan State's. Uh, Point guard maestro Cassius Winston broke Mateen Cleve's Big Ten record for career assists and finished uh, 16th all-time. Who knows how much further he could have climbed with a few more games. Um, Cassius also finished 5th all-time in Michigan State history with 259 three-pointers made um, behind uh, Sean Respert, Chris Hill, Drew Neitzel, and Denzel Valentine, which was a bit surprising to me. That Denzel was uh, fourth with 265. Did that surprise you? Um, a little bit that he's ahead of Cassius, but I think you know it's kind of funny. I've been thinking about that a little bit recently. Of in some of the questions that we'll get to, um, ranking all-time MSU players. I forgot how like it's crazy how many good Michigan State guards specifically there have been. Because uh-huh. it, you lose a guy like Denzel Valentine, National Player of the Year. Uh-huh. Like the best player in the country, you just lose him in the wash sometimes when it comes to these guys. So it, at first blush, yes, that surprises me. But like when I, the more I think about it, no, he was so good. And that team, you know, talk about a, a, a tough. I'll say this: I'd rather have no tournament than lose to Middle Tennessee State again. Fair. So that seems that's, that's my take. So Cash is fifth all time in three pointers made, but uh, maybe more impressively. Second all-time in three-point shooting uh, in the Big Ten Conference history, That's amazing. which <laughs> which at a clip of um, pulling it up at, at a clip of forty-three point oh two percent. That's pretty incredible. And so that list um, is minimum two hundred three-pointers and uh, and two point three-pointers made per game. That's a, an amazing list, and to be second all-time in Big Ten history, only to Sean Respert, by the way, mm-hmm. is an incredible thing. 58th best three-point shooter in NCAA history. I mean, what's there? I mean, that's incredible. The 58th best shooter in the sport all-time we got yeah, to watch that's, every game. That is absolutely unbelievable. And by um, the way, he wasn't just a three-point shooter like many of the people that were are in front of him. Like... He's the best assist man of all time. Like that's, it's hard to kind of extrapolate how incredible his numbers were. He's truly one of the best uh, to ever do it. And it's really tragic that he wasn't able to cap it off with the hopefully long run, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like I'm glad he got to go out a champion and his numbers truly are like they're, they're all time numbers. Six, 
all time in uh, points in Michigan State history behind Russ Burt, Steve Smith, Scott Skiles, Greg Kelser, and Kalen Lucas. Uh, ahead of such names as Jay and Sam Vincent, like this dude almost had 2,000 points and probably would have easily done it if he had just had um, one or at least two games. Kind of sad. Uh, he, as far as rebounds go, Xavier, in only 31 games, uh, put up the seventh most rebounds for a Michigan State player in season history. Um, <laughs> just to play it out, if he had played even one more game, he would have been sixth. Um, and if he would have played uh, approximately uh, three more games, he would have passed Kenny Goins for fifth all time. And if he had played a uh, 39 or even 39 game season, so if he had gotten to the final four and also gotten to the championship game of the Big Ten tournament, he probably would have set the season record for Draymond Green's 394 rebounds. So Xavier Finn, you're 320. I think you skipped over uh, kind of a big one. And the fact that Kenny Goins was fifth on that list. Yeah, fifth. That's outrageous. Season total, yeah, last year. Um, you know, and and until Xavier stepped in at the beginning of the year, like, the, Kenny was averaging uh, just on about nine rebounds a game. Like, That's as a non-true wild. center, you know, that is a power forward that talk about grew up in front of our eyes. So, it's pretty incredible. But Xavier, yeah. more rebounds than... Uh, names like in a season, then names like Horace Walker, Brandon Dawson, Antonio Smith. Um, I mean, incredible numbers. And again, only played 31 games. So 696 for his career, uh, not quite tapping into the top 10. We wouldn't, I guess we'll never have known, but, um, tough, tough way to, you just wish you could see it finish out. So those are my updates by numbers. If you have any questions or want uh, me to dig in any more, let me know. Um, I can let you know where maybe things could have played out. Or if you have any other questions, I'm happy to always look up that stuff. So always at me. We'll figure it out. Um, Austin, you we were floated a new idea. Uh, for, you know, off, coming off the heels of the success of the hashtag goodness matrix, a new... Um, chart we're introducing today indeed uh we have you know we we love things like matrices charts and all those good things we're introducing an index to the equation Mm -hmm. and this is uh we were calling the coach likability index Mm -hmm. now this is uh fluctuating because you know coaches will do dumb things say dumb things Mm -hmm. quit get fired retire etc be hired all of those good things And basically what we wanted to do was uh, describe the Big Ten basketball coaches on a chart or on on an index that tells you kind of um, and compare them to coworkers that you'd see around the office. So imagine these 14 men, they're all in an office together and you also work with them. You were the 15th employee at this office. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here is how we think you would or how we personally would – interact with and enjoy or not enjoy at all these men's company um <laughs> let's start do we want to start at the good or the bad let's start good okay so i think we kind of agreed that you know when you, you're developing a work call it a relationship when you you're, you have to see these people every single day there are people that you meet and you enjoy that you're like you know what i'd invite that guy to a party i'd invite him i'd invite her to a party and maybe there is a friendship outside of work we have found exactly one man, mm-hmm. one coach that we thought fell into that bracket, and that was uh, Fred Hoiberg. The mayor. Yeah. I'd have, I'd have a beer with the mayor. Listen, if you have a nickname, the mayor, people like you. Yeah, he just seems like a guy that um, you know has some cool stories, um, not too into himself. Um, you could see he also hates the same people you hate. So <laughs> immediately like him because of that without, without even saying anything, you can kind of just vibe. So yeah, I think we're confident. He's probably the only one that would be a friend. And I guess an honorable mention, uh, invite to a party for a kind of a different reason, just cause he's so likable. 
in a different way is um, one Tim Miles. Uh, Tim Miles is like the guy who leaves the company, but you invite to the party anyway because mm-hmm. you just really liked him when you worked with him. Like yeah, Tim was a great guy, but let's bring Tim. Like you're doing Tim, the company happy hour. It's like get, get Tim on the phone. Yeah, absolutely. And Tim, Tim rolls in. He's not he's doing like, anything. Right. He's he's been let go. But you he's know we like. Right. <laughs> Tim did not leave on his own accord. No, he Tim was, was uh, Tim was objective. Bad his job. He was shown the door. Tim was bad at his job, but it doesn't mean we didn't like it. Tim was tweeting. Tim was tweeting during meetings. Well, who's among us, man? Let's not. I am not one to throw stones. However, I don't get caught. (laughs) It's true. He he sort of put it out there. He did. All right. So so basically, the Nebraska head coaches are invited to the party. Nebraska ball is welcome to the party. Um. So next category, we got three guys in it. Chris Collins, um, Steve Pickheel, and Pat Chambers. New category. This is uh, the how you doing guy. Small yeah. talk guy. The, the small talker. You know, the person that when you're, maybe you walk in the front door, work at the same time, you ride the elevator. You got a couple common interests. You start mm-hmm. talking about, in normal times, the game last night. Mm-hmm. Uh did you see that dude almost fall over on the sidewalk? Mm-hmm. Boy, it's cloudy today. Mm-hmm. Um, those general stuff. You hit on kind of, and, and then you find out like, oh, maybe you've got, uh, you, you both kind of listen to the same music. Or you yeah, both watch that TV show. There's a lot of talks about TV shows going on. Like, what sure. are you watching? Not a forced relationship. Like, it never feels forced to have this small talk. There are certainly people where you loathe having the small talk with. These guys, you're just kind of like, you know, we both here. We got to do a job, and you know, we'll knock it out. Let's get through this. They seem fine. Yeah, you seem like a cool guy. Like they're, they're nice okay. dudes. Like when you you talk to other people that you work with, your friends, you go get that beer with Fred, and you're like, yeah, Pat's not a bad dude. Yeah, no one's ever said anything bad about these guys. Um, but you're not necessarily going out of your way to like hang out with them. Right. Exactly. All right. New category. Our next one is uh, the guy who's just too into it, the company morale guy, who is, mm-hmm. you know, you put out that, you, you know, you put the manifesto on the wall that says, you know, uh, all of the all of the buzzwords and things, and then this dude just lives it and breathes it and brings way too much energy to stuff that people just don't want to buy into, like all the corny lines, yep. all the coach speak. This guy is just, he, he's given it... Uh, a little too much. Maybe having a too many drinks at the uh, company happy hour. <laughs> He's yeah. So John Howard, uh, Brad Underwood, and Chris Holtman are all definitely too into it. Guy, um, they're compensating for something. Either they're not that good at their job, or they're really good at their job, and they want you to know that they're good at their job. <laughs> the guys that like, to your point about like the manifestos and stuff. No one asked them to do it, but they're printing it, <laughs> putting it at their cubicle. Like no one, like, I don't know, to show off that they care, but it's just like a little too much energy, especially at 930 in the morning. Like, calm down, man. It's. Yeah. No this is the dude. You know what these three guys are? They're the we don't drink coffee guys. Mm. But they they have so much energy. Where It's like, no, I don't drink coffee. I don't, I don't really feel like I need it. You know, I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm here. I'm there. I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm like, buddy. We're gonna have to t- tone it down. Cool this the jets. Is, uh, this, this is this is still work. Yeah, these guys very very high percentage chance that they have stand up desks. Uh, <laughs> they, and they'll t- and and they're proud of it. And they often oh, try yeah. and work it into conversations where it doesn't fit. So no question, they've got the stand up desk. Uh, th- these guys bike into work like oh, in the full perfect. spandex gear. Um, so yeah, they, they, they graduated to stand up desk. It used to be sit on medicine or sit on bouncy ball guy. I was say that. It, they evolved in stand up desk guy. And oh, yeah. And it, you know, they might even be like, uh, they're the, these are the guys that talk too loudly into their phone. Mm. Like the phones that the AirPods are in, and they're just screaming at the phone. Like they letting also, people know, hey, guys, business is getting done. These are also the guys that when they roll into work, um, they'll have their headphones in 
and they'll like kind of be like fist pumping or jamming, almost wanting you or anyone to ask them like what they're oh, listening yeah. to. But you'll never do them that that service because honestly, these guys kind of suck. Oh, yeah. They want to know. And then when you ask them, they're like, oh, this is Dave Matthews. Like, uh, I remember when he played like the gorge and all <laughs> like just it's it's like a little because, you know, it's going to be a deep cut and, you know, you're not going to know what he's talking about. Yeah. They, they're just looking for conversation. They're, these dudes, their eyes are darting across the room at all times. These are the guys that also want to be included at the parties, but they've never <laughs> once been invited to said <laughs> party. Like you have the company outing at like uh, the, at an arcade or like, a, a, you know what I mean? Like a place with some games and stuff. And they are just lighting up the pop a shot like channel. Yep. Like, you know, it's like a fun, friendly thing. Like, hey, everybody play a game. And this dude's just just roasting people and wait having the best it. time. Just wait. And, not, and it's not even like from a fun perspective where like, man, he's really good. This is cool. It's like this is uncomfortable. You like practice. Yeah, yeah you're sweating a lot. <laughs> so but we don't. <laughs> We don't hate these guys as much as we hate the next category. Oh, God. I mean, at least with high energy guy, which is basically who we were just talking about. Like, if you get caught in a conversation, you come back to work. You got you got something. Mm-hmm. These next two, I'm just I'm, I just I, I rush to leave. Like, let's just say I think the best way to do it is like you're at the sink. You're in the break room. You, you know, you're you're cleaning off a plate. But you also just put your lunch into the microwave. You hit that button, and then the guy comes around the corner. You hit that button. You go back to your desk, and you eat your frozen food cold because that's <laughs> you want to speak to this person. Uh, I've eaten cold soups many times because of these people, and they are Mark Turgeon and Greg Gard. These guys, to Austin's point about literally choosing uh, to put yourself through something bad just so you don't have to deal with them, that's Mark Turgeon and Greg Gard. Like, I and they're. I I think they're on such opposite ends of the spectrum too. Like I feel like Greg guards, the type of guy who will walk into a room and like most people, if your head's down, you know, they might get the message or if you have headphones in or something, Greg guard is staring a hole in the side of your head. He's just (laughs) right at you. No matter like, like you, you, you know, you bend into the refrigerator to go take something out and then you close the refrigerator you're standing right on the other side staring you dead in the eye like that's what i think that's who i think greg guard is also guys that you go out of your way to not walk into the bathroom at the same time with um <laughs> and also if you are at the urinal already guys that'll walk up and to your point probably be staring at the side of your head for some weird reason <laughs> if you're lucky the yeah. side of your head uh they're yeah, and they're talkers too He's 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 like a or or maybe he's like a really heavy breather, but not even so at least high energy guy talks about maybe stuff that like could be of interest. You're just annoyed by it. The guy, <laughs> these guys are talking about stuff that kind of make you uncomfortable. Like, oh, like yeah. no, I didn't watch that uh, serial killer doc and how it inspired. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> no, weird. I no, I didn't listen to the police blotter on my way into work. What are you talking about? I missed that. No, and um, no, that's a, <laughs> that's a nice knife, but why'd you bring it? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know what? I I feel like Greg Guard. Greg Guard's that guy. Like he, and then I think Mark Turgeon is the uh, like farts at the urinal guy. Oh. Where he he just gives so little of a shit that he's just like just just does not care is an asshole is always complaining like you can't have a conversation with him without him being like you get a load of this shit you see this new guy we hired what a joke oh that, this this guy opened uh he opened the cab door on the wrong side this morning getting out and i was just oh my god i wanted to kill him like he's he's that that yeah. type of complainer it's like a, he hates his kids like oh. just the worst so he hates his coworkers, but actually somehow hates his family more so <laughs> some work and that's the best part of his day which is (laughs) so because you're super uncomfortable around him but you are the best part of his day which is like a hard thing to get through your head yeah Um, and then when he's asked to speak he's like you know everybody here just works really hard i love these people blah 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 you're like did 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 mark really say that this guy's crazy you get two drinks in him and he's just the biggest softy in the world but you're like all right this is 
this is uncomfortable for me. <laughs> this is uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah, and Greg Gard's the guy that we're like, you were like, there's breaking news, and you guys are all like kind of whispering about it together. And he'll come in and be like, um, yeah, I mean, if I were the serial killer, I would have done it this way. And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> How is that additive? He's, he's, yeah, he's like, well, he was really close to getting away with it. That's his, like, it's his favorite line. Well, I guess we all learned something today, didn't we? <laughs> we all learned something. Zip ties, they're important. You have to use them. Like, <laughs> Craig. <laughs> Craig, what is going on? Um, you want to move on to the next category? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Archie Miller and Lil, Lil Patino um, are both j- the junior members. And then... Uh, painter is uh, a more senior member of the same category of what do you do here um like these guys are they are they're the same and they're not like painter is the dude like painter is the manager of the department that these three guys work in mm -hmm. like they all work together and you look at them and throughout the course of the day you know i feel like matt painter could just be staring directly at a wall so like Matt, just, just 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 looking at a wall all day, and Matt when he's Painter, asked, oh yeah, Painter Painter's definitely been walked in on in his office doing some <laughs> questionable things. And his staring at a wall, <laughs> staring at a wall is like the least <laughs> questionable thing he's done when he's he, walked he in. Bro- on. He broke a laptop screen once because he slammed it shut so hard. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Painter, uh, we're not really sure what he's doing here. He's also been here so long exactly. that like, no one can question him because he has seniority. Like he's, these three guys are openly bad at their job. Oh yeah. Like, that's not a question <laughs> for sure. But somehow it's, it's, it's a very blind leading the blind scenario. And like you, you, it's funny because Archie Miller was the dude that got hired and you're like, Oh, he's going to end up running this someday. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's brought into the big position at your company. Like he's just waiting to take this job over from painter. Turns out he's hilariously inept. Just, also, just there was nothing. And where Archie came from and his little firm that we picked him up from <laughs> got exponentially better immediately when he left. In fact, <laughs> the best they've ever done. Record <laughs> profits. Record like, profits the next year. Um, yeah, and then, like, then Patino, we know why we hired him. Nepotism, you know. But one of he's his dad's on the board. It's, yeah. His dad's on the board. And his dad, not the best guy. But, you know, we got to keep him around. He's not going away on his own. And he will lie. <laughs> he has been the reason seven other board members have left. We'll put it that way. Also the, and also the thing that gets us, like, as the colleagues at this office what makes us pissed off is we fired one of our favorite dudes tim miles who was just as inept as these guys right. but like at least he was likable like, like why did we have to let him go we, we let tubby go why listen we thought tom cream left because he he realized how inept painter was and then we tubby walked Tubby was getting old, ready to retire, but we pushed him out the door to bring in the guy from the board's son. And it just doesn't sit right with anybody. So, you know, you look at this little fiefdom, this little department, and it uh, it just begs the question, you know, what what's going on? Like, there are operations. These, these three guys are in operations, and nothing goes right. Your sales force is a mess. No one's saying the same thing on their sales calls. Operationally, you're a disaster. And then you look at Matt Painter, and he just stares back at you with those cold, dead eyes. And the other two just kind of keep walking in circles. <laughs> These guys, they've, anything they've done right was by accident. It was Complete, a mistake. The thing is, they probably, I think what they probably did is they're like, we're going to fix this problem. And they put something into place that looked like it was a great fix. And six months later, it turned out like, oh, you made this so much worse. Our processes are now a disaster. Well, and the worst part is, is our company continues to give them resources more than <laughs> any other. It's, it's, it's upsetting. Give them money. Matt needs money. He said he needs money. <laughs> Give it to him. Um, and then our final two, 
there have been times um, you weren't proud of them, but where maybe not in the office, but outside of the office, you've played out conversations in your head of what you would say and do if you saw this person on the wrong day. And this is the considering an actual fight category, <laughs> which lives Tom Izzo and Fran McCaffrey. Um, yeah, hands on sight on the wrong night. And the thing is, these guys are the dudes that just outrank you by so much. Like, this is your CEO, CMO type of caliber of employee. And they were just, they're just assholes. Like, during the meetings, they are berating you and taking all the credit for your accomplishments. Well, maybe not that. Maybe just on Fran's case. Fran's always taking, Fran's like, do better. Don't be an idiot. I did all the work. Well, and, and then also Tom, Tom will Fran, shout you out, though. Yeah. Fran, so Fran blames everyone else for his problems. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> never once been him. And by... He's also never been happy his entire life, and he's yet to look in the <laughs> mirror and realize he's the thing that's wrong. But uh, well, he, we'll he, hates, he hates his family, and yet both of his kids are interns. And they hate being there. No one's <laughs> happy. <hate> no <laughs> one's happier. Though. Tom, Tom might actually have a clue, but it's just so taxing. Like it's emotionally taxing to be around him at all times. It's exhausting. <laughs> Tom is just exasperated because he's got to lead this crew of idiots. I mean, think about the people that we've just described as being his coworkers. He sees Patino, Painter, and Miller, work, quote unquote, working, and just mm-hmm. wants to. He just wants to punch them all in the face. And and the guys that he should like, the two into it guys, are just obnoxious. Like there's oh, very fun. little good going on. He's only got. A handful of dudes here in Chambers, Pickiel, Collins, and Hoiberg that he are actually like passable. And Collins, <laughs> Collins thinks he's smarter than he is. He's just not actually very good at his job either, to be honest. The irony is that the four guys he could actually like all work on the most inconsequential <laughs> shit. Like it's, it's it's Penn State, Rutgers, Northwestern, and Nebraska are They're the four dudes it. he kind of likes. God. There's no influence yeah, there. No wonder he's pissed all the time. There's no influence whatsoever. He's got the the little. I just love the trio of Painter, Patino, and Miller. Just just idiots. Uh, and then he's got the three absolute, just like way over the moon Howard, Underwood, and Holtman. And then he's got four reasonable dudes. And then he's got Fran, who I think he probably hates more than anybody else. I think those two probably just just hate each other. Well, so the problem with Tom is, you know, like. You want to fight him, but he's not mad at you. He's mad at everything, and you just happen to be there. You that. were in the way. Yeah, you just were there at the wrong time. Fran's actually mad at you, but not because he knows you. He just hates himself. He just <laughs> hates everything about himself, and he projects so hard. So <laughs> He's the projector. <laughs> he is truly yeah. the projector. Oh, my God. Uh so that's it, guys. That's your uh, college Big Ten college basketball coaches as coworkers, also known as the Coach Likeability Index. And I think we need to do more of these because okay. I have so much fun whenever we do this. Okay, uh, we'll do it for I the football we, guys next. Oh yeah, we'll definitely do it for the football guys. I can't wait to talk about Tom Allen. It's gonna <laughs> be great. Uh, and I did the the visual of like I'm thinking of Tom Allen and PJ Fleck in an office somewhere together. I think they're, and this is as far as we'll go because I want to say this, but I think they're both in the same room staring right at each other and they're both talking and they're both just like, neither of them are, they're talking to each other, but they're just both saying words at the same time. Tom Allen is the guy that you never learned his name for like five straight years of working at the same place. But you gave him a wave every time, right? You should know it, but you just, you're like, is, is it Tim? Tim, <laughs> and then you like try and remind yourself. You're like, I, I promised myself I know this, but now I can't remember yeah. if it was supposed to be Tom. This was on my to do list, and I'll tell you what: for the fifth straight year, I just forgot. <laughs> and slash don't care because he's just kind yeah. of not, not consequential. It just also just doesn't matter. <laughs> like to Tim, Tom, Alan, Aaron, who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> good, good to see you. Um, <laughs> all right, well that was great. 
uh, all right. So did we want to finish off with, with, uh, we should, I think we should only do like two of these questions because this is good material for the slow time, but here's we wanted what, to, we, here's what I want to do with these questions. I want to sprinkle them in when we, when we, uh, watch our live, live games, live recorded right. games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we um, can sprinkle these in. So which, watch. which one do, I think we should do one then give the people a little taste. Okay. You pick. Oh boy. Um, okay. This is a really good one. Uh, wait. Oh. Oh God. Okay, we'll do this. Favorite MSU football tradition. Hmm. Okay. I would say. Um, well, I don't know if they're going to keep doing it. I do like when they walk across the field. But then it became a whole to-do, so that wasn't cool anymore. What about you? Uh, I think mine is probably still one, two, three, first down, bitch. Oh, uh, I have one. No. <laughs> Never Go losing ahead. to Rucker. That's a good one. You know trick. what? That's easily the best one. I, <laughs> I retract my statement and discourage everyone from saying that. They were saying which the whole time. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think that's – Never losing to Rutgers is, is definitely uh, a great one. Um, but aside from that, oh, and doing the, I think the other one is, um, Spartans, what is your profession? I think that's another great one. Here's one thing though. They should really bring back the, uh, like the Trojan horse thing where they have the guy in the old Greek thing, like behind the, what I'm assuming it's a horse. Um, I couldn't be more on board for that one. It's so cool. And we need to get more of the Greek like piping back like they had on the old Michigan State jerseys because I forgot how damn cool that looks on jerseys and on football would be so cool. And two, the Sooner Schooner possibility, mm-hmm. the fact that we might get to have one of those. Here for it. Yeah. Anytime a carriage can fall over, I'm here for it. You know what else I like? I like when the band has um, all the – carries all the Big Ten flags on the field and then there's like the – the sword fighting of the flags of whoever we're playing. I like that. How about um, Zeke? Okay. That was without saying the single best tradition. <laughs> Not fair. Although I saw today, um, uh, did you see King Julian on Mel Tucker's Twitter feed? Uh, no. Yeah, Mel's watching tape with his dog Julian, who he calls King Julian. And wow. he told us to wow. wash our hands. <laughs> There's a lot going on Tucker in this. So I love Mel Tucker so much. Like I, we're we're barely even into the Mel Tucker era, and I really love him so much. He's delightfully like a little weird. I really like him. Can I explain this tweet to you? Because you're not you're not even seen it. I'm just gonna explain. Purple tweet. I'm gonna look at it, and I'm just gonna laugh along with you. No, no, no. no. Before you okay. look at it, I won't. I won't. Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker decides. Here's here's where I'm going to interject myself into all the <laughs> coronavirus stuff, okay? I'm going to have my back to the camera. It's going to be a photo of me looking at three screens simultaneously with my dog next to me. And then the tweet is going to be watching film with King Julian and thinking about our team. Stay positive. Stay safe, stay focused. Keep washing, hands emoji. Keep distancing, guy walking emoji. Hashtag no green. Hashtag relentless. Oh, my God. Oh, this is great. I'm looking at it now. First of all, that dog looks so sad. Second of all. He's a good boy. He's not sad. He is a good boy. But, okay, a couple things here. The use of emojis is incredible. (laughs) That's what I mean. Uh, and also, I really respect the fact that he blurred out the tape on the screen. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's really blurred the great. tape out. Blurred the sure tape why. <laughs> no idea. He's still using old milk cartons underneath his desk, which I can appreciate. I'm pretty sure he's working on a pop-up picnic table. He is. Wow. Oh, man. This dude. He got some hand just... sanitizer. First of all, the dude had no time to set up an office, had to see the tape. Just a football guy. 
Just, Football guy. I need three screens, and I need them now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, i got to grind the tape. He's fantastic. I'm already a big fan. Um, all right. So thus concludes an appropriately weird edition of the only podcast. Um, again, guys, don't worry. We're going to get through this. We're, we're not going to go anywhere. Still probably be, probably be doing this once a week for the for the foreseeable future with hopefully few exceptions. Um, yeah. I mean, John, you got any any parting thoughts? I would say that I'm super pumped to watch these games with people live. Um, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Um, this the format we're going to try and find is literally pretend like we're like a like a video game stream. You know, we'll be playing the YouTube video on our screen and just be talking over it. And ideally, you guys will be able to like enter and chat with us while it's happening. And then afterward, we'll just post the video. Um, so it's not quite a podcast, but you could listen to it like a podcast, I guess. It's going to be a little different, but um, we'll give it a shot. Let us know what you think, and we'll adjust. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, guys. Well, for John, this has been Austin. Stay safe. Seriously, if you d- just don't go outside. Stay, stay safe. Stay healthy. Uh, and uh, join us again next week. But for John, this has been Austin, and we will catch you guys next week. See ya.